Hey y'all, welcome to the Full Scope Podcast. I'm Landon Leach with Caleb Stafford. We're both a part of the Porch Ministries, and our heart behind this podcast is to inspire a generation of men to walk closer with Jesus and live their life to the fullest. So thanks for listening. Let's get to this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Full Scope. Got Landon and Caleb here. This is uh, episode three of season two. Um, super excited to be back and doing another episode with you all. Um, we're continuing the Traits of God series tonight. Um, and we've really thought, you know, that this has gone well so far and really liked the... Um, just what the Lord's been showing us and it's been challenging us and giving us some new perspectives on looking at God's traits these ways and like really preparing us and refreshing our hearts in new ways of looking at him and maybe things that we've connected about God in the past or connected with God about himself in the past. Now it's bringing it up in a fresh way to reconnect with him in a new way in that way. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of that whole principle of like, you know, me teaching you this is kind of actually doing as much good for me as it is you. Yep. So. Absolutely. Um, you got any thoughts before we head into it, Caleb? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I mean, love's a huge one. Truth's a huge one. Yeah. And we feel like this one's a pretty massive one, too. Oh, yeah, bedrock, pillar. So this week we're talking about grace, and we're going to hit a specific couple things with it and see where our heart leads. Um, We've got a few things laid out. I know last week truth's kind of like you either accept it or you don't type of episode. Love is a very elaborate, expressive episode and this one is just like a deep truth that kind of has both uh has a lot of truth in it that sometimes don't even make sense to us because his grace is something beyond measure and something we don't see very common in this world so Um, yeah, so we're going to just start off and really just kind of share what some fresh words the Lord's given us about his, about grace, not, not just his grace as like a gift, but grace being a part of him and it, and it actually being part of his nature. Yeah. Just like everything we've talked about in previous episodes, um, and, you know, Caleb this week, really, I guess it was this week, got a fresh word from the Lord um, that he texted me that really kind of gave a fresh look at it. So why don't you go ahead and talk about that? Yeah, so, I mean, we had already done truth and whatnot, and we're sitting there and we've got a few other ideas of what our topics are going to be and what we're going to filter through and the different traits of God we want to hit on. And Monday is just kind of like, 
I was already reading in Romans is where I'm at right now. And lo and behold, I read Romans 5 and Romans 6 on Monday and immediately texted Landon and was like, yeah, I think uh, I think <laughs> Grace is definitely the episode that we're supposed to hammer this week, and he was like, "Oh yeah, okay. Well, what uh, what makes you say that?" And as I just kind of sat there and meditated on it and read some of the scriptures we might get into later with you guys, um, it's just, dude, honestly, Grace is something that is not of this world. It is truly something that is of God, and it is really the only place that it comes from. Uh, because in this evil world, there is no, there is no place for grace. It is unmerited favor. It is something that goes everything. Every decision we make in our lives here on earth, whether it be good or bad, has consequences. Yeah, nothing doesn't happen for no reason. Yeah, like and. With this, everything that happens that is good and is of grace, it is just straight up from the Lord just because it's grace is of God. It is a part of him, yep. and it's where it, come fr- it, where it comes from. Um, it's extremely undeserving on our side, yep. and it is just truly because of his heart and his, his desire to give it to us that we even get it. Yep. It's not, uh, it's a very special thing, and we just don't see it anywhere else. Yeah, I think the way you phrased it in the message was, that I thought was just cool the way you phrased it. You said everything in, in the earth is cause and effect, but with but grace is, there is no cause and effect. It doesn't function that way. It doesn't even, its makeup is not even that way. It's because it's of the Lord, and the Lord's not of the fallen earth. You know, there is no yeah. cause and effect with God. It's not, Grace is not the consequence of something or the result of something. No. Nope. You know, one of we my, can try to justify it and all kinds of stuff, but scripture time and time and time again shows that it's just like you have grace just because God gave it to you. Yep. That's it. There's yep. no ifs, ands, and buts. It's through Jesus and that's it. Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> there's a one of my favorite, I can't remember, I can't ever remember this verse. I don't know it right now. But it says that, it it literally says that God is able to take where there was nothing and make something. He's the, because he is creator. Yeah. He is the only one that is able to bring something out of absolutely nothing. And, you know, that's, that is his grace. You know, that is, it's like, like I said a minute ago, like we talk about his grace as it's a, as a noun as like a gift, as a as a, like a tangible thing, which it is. Yeah. But it's a part of him. Like it's giving us himself. Um and one of the I'm gonna go ahead and read one of the verses that we had. Galatians five four says, You who are trying to be justified by the law are alienated from Christ because you have fallen from grace. And I really like this verse because it um it speaks <clears throat> directly excuse me to what i just said that to be alienated from god is to be fallen from grace <laughs> grace and god are they coincide they're one because grace is is him yeah 
and to be to not know grace and to not understand grace is separation from God. And so, you know, just thinking about this and looking into this trait is like, okay, Lord, like, this is actually not just something you give us. This is something that you you are. And so when it comes to, like, we, you know, our hearts is to lead people into the fullness of who, who God is and give them a foundation. It's like when building a foundation on a trait like this of the Lord, it's like, God, I don't ever have to question if your grace is in my life, if I know you or I'm close to you or connected to you because a grace is a part of you. Um, there was a there was this time the Lord spoke to me this thing one time where I was like, there's the verses about, you know, the mercy of God, the grace of God endures forever. And I would like, and I, you, mercy and grace are different words. They're different. Yeah. But they are similar. Like mercy is like God's mercy on our condition. Whereas grace is God's gift despite our condition. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that is like mercy is like we are sinners and we are, you know, we ha- we carry about a- in us death apart from God, you know, and even when we're saved, we are still trapped in a fleshly body, you know, and so, but his mercy says, I see that and I have mercy on you. I'm not going to release my wrath on you. Yeah. Mercy is more of like a judgmental. Uh, like a, yeah, like a judgment call, yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. You're do this, but I choose to, yeah, make this other decision. Whereas, grace, That's grace, a, yeah, it's just just cause mm-hmm. there is no preconceived notion. There's no need, no need for mercy per se, because there's not a predestined or a causation effect yeah, there yeah yeah it's like mercy is given because you have to have it in yeah. order because you're do something else that is really bad but yeah grace grace and we'll talk about this later is actually a tangible thing and you know just something to think about like when you experience something in your life and you know like that was the grace of god that that even happened like you need to take recognition of the fact that God just came extremely close to you in that moment and not saying that God's not always close, but like when it comes to recognizing his presence in your life and recognizing that, you know, that foundational, those foundational, that foundational relationship, it's that when you sense his connection, like when he speaks to you through the word or I don't know, his grace manifests in so many ways it needs to become a recognition to you that, wow, like the father just walked by me or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah it need, honestly, the biggest thing about grace probably is the humility factor of you need to realize and eat some humble pie that <laughs> nothing, nothing we could ever do deserves this. Yeah. And there's absolutely no reason that justifies anything that God does for us through his grace. Yeah. It was not through us or anything we could ever do or accomplish. It is solely because of Jesus Christ and 
the grace that he has. That's yep. it. Yep. There's no other reason. Yeah, it's um <laughs> it literally and it and it's him. It's the fact that you know God gave us Jesus. Jesus brought the full you know, I think we should go ahead and read that verse about in John. Oh, in John? Yeah, John one. Okay. Um this verse is really good. You want me to read it from mine? I think you said yeah. you liked it better. Yeah. Uh, John 1 says, uh, John 1, 16 and 17 says, Indeed, we have all received grace upon grace from his fullness. For the law was given through Moses, and grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And just talk a little bit about like how that kind of stirs you. And like the, you said, you really like that passage. Uh, I mean, I think it's just an incredible picture because Jews really heavily rely on Moses mm-hmm. and the weight that he carried for their culture and for, honestly, just the people, the Israelites in general. Um, I mean, he is the man in their eyes, mm-hmm. and it is a true foundational fact for them. And especially when it comes to the law. That's what they've built their entire relationship on God around is the history that their people have had Mm -hmm. and the fact that God tangibly gave them these tablets to freaking follow (laughs) these rules. Um, But it was, at the end of the day, the law was just a picture. It was just a representation of Mm -hmm. how short man comes up and how, look, this is what you need to do. Here's 10. It's a simple list. Don't do these things. Yeah. And you can be right with me. Mm. But then as you go throughout your day, you can't keep all of them. Yeah. You physically can't. And it's just a constant reminder of how much of your, of his grace that we need. Yeah. And then comes along later, Jesus Christ, who carries grace and truth. Yeah. He is, Grace is the fulfillment of the law, and he comes and truly fulfills all of it. He fills in those shortcomings that we are easily easily seen when we have the law in front of us, and we go down and we break down our lives, and if we're truly honest with ourselves, we see all these places we come up short every yep. freaking day. Yeah. And even still... Yeah. God chose to send his son, Jesus, through his grace and truth yep. that we may receive eternal life, yep. that we can be reconciled and made straight with him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think this verse, like, the Lord's desire in his heart, you know, that's Jesus was plan A. Jesus was not plan B. The law was not sent and thought that the Lord did not think that law was going to fix everything. And yeah, then, oh, right. i got to send Jesus now. No, the plan was always Jesus. The law, all the law did was expose how much we needed Jesus. Yeah, for real. And that no matter, no matter if God chose a people for himself, no matter if he chose that people and gave them the perfect list of rules, no matter if he had a, if that person, that people had a perfect king, nothing 
came from not, not, nothing. Um, everything he did exposed the fact that humanity needed a savior. And not by our efforts or anything were we ever going to attain salvation and righteousness with God and right standing. And I love this verse because Jesus, it says, Moses brings the law, but grace and truth came through Jesus. Grace and truth is the fullness of God. It's God, like, that's the, I think this is the whole heart behind these traits. This is kind of pictured in this verse is the fact that realize that the things you're learning about God, you're learning God. Yeah. It's like if you're dating a girlfriend or you're married to a wife, like you're learning these aspects of them and you're realizing who they really are and you're loving them more and more as you go. And so it's like the father sent the son who was, you know, when you read first, when you read the first uh, chapter of John, it says, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And, that word became flesh, and that's Jesus. Jesus came embodying all that God was, like we talked about last week. And he embodied grace. He embodied the... Jesus being here was the unmerited favor of God. Yeah. You know, having received that, not just received salvation, but received the Son. You know, I think we we really water down what God did sending his son by just making about salvation. Like we received the most worthy being in existence yep. and oneness, not just like he wants to be one with us and like transform us and all the things that God does. Like everything that God get is he gives. And I think that's something to think about. Like, he doesn't, he does not, he gives the fullness of himself. And that is his grace. Everything the Father gives is of him. He's never going to give us something of himself, something that is not a part of him. And that seems kind of weird to say, I think, or like, almost like I'm hearing myself say, like, what the, but like, that's the truth. Like, I think that's, that shows the pureness of the heart of the Father, like, he doesn't have, it's against his own nature to give us anything that is not him. And, you know, when we yep. think about how we carry ourselves and how we carry our own hearts and how we carry ourselves to people, are we, are, are, like, we probably give, we probably give people things from ourselves that aren't us. You know, we could maybe, <clears throat> I don't know where I'm going with that as far as an example for real, but, like, I think there is something on that just thinking about the fact that the father's heart is so pure that every time, like whatever he gives to us, it's him. It's he's given us himself. Yeah. You know, he's not disconnected from what we're doing. He's totally engaged and he's bringing the fullness of himself and the fullness of God's self is the grace of his presence. Um, you know, when you think about the glory of God, which is the manifest presence of God. I mean, it is the it is the thing that fills heaven. It lights heaven up. It's his glory. It is the tangible weight of his magnificence. Yeah. It is it is just like saturated with his grace. <laughs> the grace of God, the unmerited favor of God, the blessing of God is him. 
you know, and I think some of these traits of God are unsearchable. You know, the Lord, the Bible talks about like unsearchable are your ways, oh God, who can know you. These are some of these, these are the thing that's, these are things that are kind of hard to understand at times. Yeah. But when you've encountered it, you know. Oh, absolutely. Like it's, it's something that's foundational and truly monumental in your life when you come across it. But even still, it's hard to even put words to it yep. or comprehend it. Yep. You just know it within your spirit that, like, this is just, I've experienced this and I know this. Yep. But to actually explain it is another thing um, until someone else experiences it. And then it's like, oh, that's what he was talking about the whole freaking time. Now I know that. Mm-hmm. And I really, uh, that is definitely, his grace is definitely something that uh, something Bradley says all the freaking time is that God's grace is offensive. It's yeah. offensive grace. And what that really, what kind of context that, context that comes out of is usually situations where mm. it's those people that you've written off, yeah. those people you didn't ever expect to come to Jesus, <laughs> those people who maybe the church or some religious cultures would turn their nose up and say, ah, they're not worth anything. It's actually those people who Jesus loves the most in the sense of he turns their life so upside down that it's unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, I can't believe that that would even happen. Like, or that they get that. Yep. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, they did. I've seen their life. I've seen what they've done and the choices they've made, Mm -hmm. all these bad decisions and how they've represented themselves or their family or whatever the case may be. It's like, oh, I've seen that, and you've already written them off. Yep. It's like God's grace is more than any amount of sin that is present, and that doesn't make any sense to us. No. It makes people mad. It genuinely well, it goes back, drives people crazy. It goes back to what you said, because on earth, we live in a cause and effect world. Everything has to have a consequence and a result. Yeah. You have this because you did this. You have this because you didn't do this. And the Lord does not operate that way. Because... Oh, Lord, that, that actually brings up that one of the other verses. I think it's the Ephesians verse. This is actually tying in pretty good with um, what this verse was saying. Ephesians 1, 7 and 8. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. You know, God God doesn't operate in cause and effect because he is rich in grace. You know, when we are sons, um, this is something like, y'all, this is my (laughs) right in the middle of my process. I have have struggled with a really, with a with a poverty mindset a lot of times and a scarcity and lack and all these things. And the Lord's bringing me through it. He's teaching me a lot. 
But one thing I'm receiving for myself in this season is that I'm a rich son. And what that means is that I am, I have, my life is very wealthy. My life is very wealthy in a lot of things, not just money. But, you know, why? the reason I bring that up is because it says that the Father is rich in His grace. He has riches of grace. Yeah. He does not have cause and effect to give us. He doesn't deal in, you did this, now you deserve this, because we all deserve wrath. Yep. He's like, you know, I have tons of wrath, but I also am rich in grace, and I'm a good God, and out of my goodness, I pour out my riches of grace. You know, and so that's why grace, grace, his grace is offensive. And it's really offensive when it's like, you know, I think of the prodigal son passage, Luke 15, and it's like the the elder son cannot handle the grace the father just pours out on the younger son. And like, but he's missing the fact that he was living in that grace the entire time because he was with the father. Yeah, he's taking that grace for granted. Yeah, but there again, it's the presence of God. He Himself is the grace. Yeah, Him just being in the room with you is His grace, His unmerited favor. You have no reason to be near God. You are a sinner. You are separated. You, you, your nature is to sin, but because of who He is, because He is grace, He is unmerited favor. Because He is those things. You get to be in the room. Yeah. You get to sit at the table next to him, you know. And as the old elder son, you get to celebrate when that grace is being poured out on that one who just now who came back and realized that you know he needed to be with the father. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, but that, that that grace can be offensive, you know, in that moment because you're just like, how, you know, because we're cause and effect. How can you do that when I've done this and blah 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 blah. And like Jesus has the parable, I'm reminded of that too. Of you know, when you come into the kingdom, whether you've been here two days or five years, it's all the same. You know, you don't have tenure. <laughs> you know, yep. you're not you don't have seniority with God because you know He sees all His children equal in that light. Yeah, that's so good, dude. And I think to build off of that, I think you really have to focus on you need to always check yourself on if you are really googly-eyed over Jesus mm. in the sense of the grace portion. Who? Because wow. I feel like a lot of us in the sense of, I yeah. mean, this one part that I'm about to bring up is like old churchy yeah. lingo, but it's like, well, I found the Lord mm. when I was 17 or whatever and I've just walked this good path since then and it's like no that's actually like a wrong perspective because you didn't find God God's grace found you and you just op- he opened your God's grace opened your eyes in order to see him yep. rightfully yep. Um, but I think being googly eyed over the Lord in the sense of just like in amazement yep. of truly how desperate we are yep. in order for his grace. Yep. Because without it, we are nothing. I mean, we can't do anything without it. We cannot advance. We wouldn't even know how to live without it. 
we'd just be stuck in our despair and our sin cycles and stuff with no hope. I mean, and with, it is truly by his grace that we get to live full lives, the Zoe life, the eternal life on earth and with him eternally. It has nothing to do with us, but all, all to do with him. Every single time, uh, any way you want to break it down. And we can try to say, oh, well, I'm the Lord saved me and I'm, I'm doing this for him. I'm building this ministry. I'm, I go on mission trips. I go to church every Sunday. Whatever that may be that yep. pumps your socks up. Uh, it's actually by his grace that you get to do any of it and participate in any bit of his kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think, I think you said something earlier, but it, I can't remember exactly. We were talking about many things, but you talked about the hindsight effect of looking at in hindsight of your life and seeing God's grace and seeing seeing His movements and His His faith in your life, and uh, you know it's a lot of times that we don't recognize we don't recognize this his presence in our lives when we don't recognize those things we don't recognize the continue the continuation of god um flowing through us and around us when we don't recognize things in our lives as a movement of his grace upon us yeah. you know and um and that <sighs> You know, it's funny that grace is called unmerited favor because favor is right where the the enemy does not want us to seem to feel favored. He does not want, I mean, you think about Adam and Eve in the garden. He told them, you're like, you know, I can't believe that he doesn't want you to know the knowledge of good and evil. Like, why would God want to keep you from <clears throat> eating of this tree so that you can be like him? The enemy's lie from the beginning was that God had something, God had all this favor, and he just wasn't giving it to you. You know, when it came to Eve. And, you know, that's just not the truth. And when we look back in our lives, we're able to see the the continued presence of God and the favor of God and how He's moved and you know that's just these are things to remember because we're when you're trying to learn Him and you're trying to recognize Him in your life it's mo it, you know it's these types of moments where you can walk through things and say like people who know God's nature and know different traits of God when something happens in their life they can immediately say that was the God. That was the Lord's grace. Yeah. Like God just graced me in that. Like they yeah. can recognize it. You know, when you learn a na- when you learn a trait in a na- in, of God's nature, you're able to recognize his presence more consistently in your life. But you have to surrender to that. And that's I think that's a hard thing for some people is like actually trusting like we talked about with truth and trust and all those. Trusting like there's a there's a there comes a point 
where you actually, well, he woos your he woos your heart with his love for one, but there comes a point where you're like, you've given your trust to his nature, you've given your trust to like, no, this is God, and this is how God moves in my life, and and you can immediately say like, oh, that was the God, that was the grace of God right there, yeah, you know, or like that was just the Father loving me, you know, or like that was that was the kindness of the Lord. That you know, recognizing his kindness in those moments, you know, these are little, these are, these are signs. You know, I think I'm saying this because it's like trying to help you realize, like, these are signs that you're learning him. I think some people strive so hard to want to know him, they don't recognize they're actually already starting to know him. Yeah, you know, and it's like so. Just be aware and look around, and have your eyes and ears open of your of your heart and your spirit to recognize like if truth is if truth of God is manifesting in your life if grace of God is manifesting in your life if the love of God's manifesting in your life recognize the fact that like whoa like he really is he's super close to me and I'm learning him because I just recognize that of him so I'm not actually not knowing him I'm actually doing a pretty good job of learning him yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, something that we know is obviously that everything that is good comes from God because of his nature, uh, and that's what the scripture says. So if that is a truth, and it is truly everything good that we get to experience in this life is just a response to his grace. Mm-hmm. It is something that we get to actually live out that we we don't deserve and that it, it's not for us. It's for him, and he, he gladly gives it to us mm-hmm. in order for us to see more of him through it. It's not uh, just like little candy that he gets to do or gets to give us in this life, and we just get little nuggets along the way. Yeah. It is truly something that is inviting us into more and to see more of him yep. in these glimpses yep. over and over again. Um, and that that kind of really segues, I think, into the other part of grace that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. And so, like, kind of advancing in this area. So, you know, we talking about this trait of grace that is a part of, that is God. God is grace. Grace doesn't exist in the earth. It's not a part of humanity naturally. There's only grace in the world because God's in the world. And so, you know, ways that God extends that grace, not only through, uh, or ways that manifest his grace and his unmerited favor, Besides just like maybe something good happening for you that you didn't expect to happen or that like maybe something that shouldn't have happened happened and you're just like, I can't believe I got that. Why did I even get that? I didn't even deserve to get that. So that's what, that's one expression. But another, another expression so uh, of God's grace comes with the things he gives us in the spirit. And 
I was talking with uh, Caleb about this. Um, so in the, in the Greek, which is what the New Testament's written in, the word grace is the word charis, C-H-A-R-I-S. And it means goodwill, loving kindness, favor, in particular to God's merciful grace. And so charis is what you would see anytime you read in the Bible about God's grace in Greek. Um, and then there's a word that means gift of grace, and this is the Greek word charis, uh, charisma, charisma, um, which you hear you hear people who have like great personalities and they can talk about like, oh, they've got good charisma, things like that. You know, that's kind of a earthly f- version of that word. They got that riz. Yeah, they got that riz. <laughs> and, uh, but the way the Bible talks about it is a gift of grace. It says divine gifts that enable the believer to fulfill his or her, her vocation. So God's grace of his presence, and then there's a gift, there's gifts of grace that he gives. And so like God's grace as an expression and then as a gift is actually an empowerment. And this is what, I, this honestly kind of, ties in everything we've been talking about, the fact that like Jesus being grace and truth, Jesus himself, God gave us the fullness of himself, not only just to love us or just to give us unmerited favor, but he also did that to empower us. Yeah. And this is something that's really important with our development as true believers of God and not just American Christians, Mm -hmm. but realizing that God gave us gifts of grace uh, to to empower us, and that this empowerment is His is is Him. It's all Him. Every bit of it's Him, but it's a different side of Him. It's a different expression of Him, and He empowers us to fulfill our vocation, to fill our fulfill our call, to bring the kingdom of heaven on to the earth, yeah. and. Um, if you go into 1 Corinthians 12, if you're familiar with the word, this is, you know, the this is where all the a major section of the gifts of the spirit are talked about. Um Romans I think it's Romans 12. Romans 12 is also where gifts are talked about, the spiritual gifts and so like I'm not going to get off on a huge thing about spiritual gifts but just to say like just to kind of give some understanding in the bible you have the you have the great what they call grace gifts and then you have what's called christ gifts which is in ephesians 5 and i'm pretty sure the ones in romans 12 are called the mercy gifts i'm not sure but i'm pretty sure that's what they're called but speaking to the grace gifts specifically these are, you know, these may be sections that you read and you kind of overlook or you just don't think they're real or whatever, but it's like depending on your background and raising. But, you know, these are very real. These are very real ways that we walk in the pre- in the spirit of God. And they are manifestations of God's grace. You know, um if you read in Roman in 1 Corinthians 12, If I can get there, I flipped the wrong one. It talks about um, 
let's see, gifts, words of gifts, uh, a manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. To one is given a message of, of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, a word of knowledge. To another, gifts of healing, uh, gifts of faith, gifts of performing miracles, prophecy, distinguishing between discernment or distinguishing between spirits. Like these are these are just another expression of who God is and his nature, and that is to empower us because he's a powerful God. Yep. And God knows all these things. He does these gifts that manifest through us in the spirit are just things that God already is. He already is all-knowing. He already is the God of miracles. He already is the healer. He already is the the most wise and gives us, I mean, we had a, read a passage already that talked about giving us wisdom and understanding. Yeah. So, like, these are him, and they empower us to channel his spirit and the things that he does supernaturally onto the earth. Um, but it's just important to know that these are a part of the nature of God's tr- grace. His nature of his grace is powerful. It is a it is something that is not just an emotion to be felt or a gratitude to be felt. It is actually his power to be experienced. Yeah. Um I think there's a I'm gonna get that wrong saying so I'm gonna bring that up, but I know there's something that talks about experiencing God and power and truth or something like that. It's like power is a part of him <laughs> like it is oh absolutely and a way he way he empowers us with that power is his unmerited favor like i have shown you favor and i'm showing you that through this spiritual gift through you being able to understand me and release me to these people in this way yeah 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 none of those things can be earned they're nope. just kind of these things that you the Lord has given you and you either have it or you don't. And even in the moments, it's just it is straight from God. It does not come from striving nope. or something that you just want to accomplish and do in the moment. Yeah. It's just what the Lord blesses and deems enough to worthy enough a gift to you. Yep. Whether that be a word of knowledge or a prophetic word or any of those different things yep. that Landon just listed from that passage, there's, they are called gifts for a reason. Yep. And different people are gifted in different areas and gifted with more than others. So, therefore, it just looks different for all kinds of different people. But, yeah, no and, doubt. And, you know, sometimes the Lord manifests these things, um, spontaneously sometimes he's gifted them to you and it's something for you to lean into and learn how to steward and carry and actually do and and a a big part of these is having faith in this trait of god having faith in the fact that god is god has come upon you by his grace by him by him yeah and the grace that is god has empowered you i mean Verse 14 says, uh, or chapter 14, verse 1 says, pursue pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. It's like pursue and desire God's grace upon your life. You know, there's a lot of times someone will say like, yeah, God just, I just felt God's grace or God's, God graced me in the moment to do this. And it's like, it's that, 
God, in that moment, the favor of God was upon me to go do this yep. or to receive this or that I ran across this person or, you know, this, it, you know, it's like, it's such a, this is such a vibrant, active part of who he is. Yeah. It's a supernatural, otherworldly thing. He is the father that gives things that people don't deserve, but it's because of it's him and he's empowered. I mean, it's his power being released in so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. There's so many different things to be experienced through that. And a lot of things that are hidden within God for you to find through his grace, through those moments of stepping out in faith, through those moments and scenarios where if you feel something, go for it, try it. Uh, there's grace for you in it, yeah. honestly. I mean, you can tell the difference of when it's God and when it's not. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, easily. It is not something that you have to really try hard to filter. Mm-hmm. It's, you can really sense it, Yeah. <laughs> honestly. Yeah, and, and rest and underst- and understanding this, this, just, you know, don't get hung up on the gifts part, but it is, I just, I did want to talk about it just because, like, it's, it is a part of this, and it needs to be heard because grace is so much more than just, um, I don't know. I, I just think coming from where I come from, you just hear it used so flippantly. Yes. Yeah. That you miss the reality that it's like, it's a tangible expression of the power of God upon our lives. Every day. Every day. Yep. And we, <laughs> it's funny. I, I said this, I don't know why I'm bringing this up right now, but maybe I'm supposed to, but like we don't believe in invisible things, but yet, Invisible things influence us all the time. We're influenced by emotions, thoughts, things we can't see, but we can feel them mm-hmm. and experience them that way. And it's like God's grace through these, through the gifts and through anything, many things are not seen, but they are felt, they're experienced, they're known. And so it's like, you know, just learn this, learn God in his grace. And recognize that the things that happen in your life as you grow and you see him manifest every time, every time you, every time you see a new side of him in the word, every time you experience him different in prayer or worship or through other people, yeah, recognize that as like, Oh, that was God's grace upon me. He just, I just felt that was the power of God in my life and that it's, he's that close. He's that a part of it. That's that's super. That's a super good take home point. Um, it is definitely a trait to be looked out for, and honestly, constantly reevaluated in our lives mm-hmm. of how how aware are we really yeah. that it is all about His grace. It is just as important as the love and the truth piece. His grace, without it, we are so deemed unworthy. And we are so out of reach for anything, regardless of how perfect or how good we are. It's impossible. It's an impossible task for us to accomplish, to even be remotely close to the Father. Hmm. But it is by His grace and all of His other traits, His love, His truth, and the other ones we're going to continue to talk about. Yeah. 
that we even we even get to have a relationship with him. Yep. So it's definitely cool. And uh this kind of really segments into this verse that is the greatest gift of grace. So Ephesians two eight, for by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Mm. Not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Um, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Yep. So we talked about the grace gifts and these these things, these awesome things that we get to experience on earth, honestly. Yep. They're just like little pieces of heaven that we get to experience. Yep. Little pieces of his kingdom. And but honestly the greatest gift that we've received through his grace is salvation mm. and being saved through through our faith. That's yeah. all those two together is the only things that we need in order to be united yep. with him. The grace is always merited. I mean, it's always granted. Yeah. Uh, it's freely given. Uh, it just take the faith portion comes on. That's up to us. Yeah. And I just thought that was pretty cool and tied in. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I don't, I think that's a great, great wrap up. Yep. And a great closing, closing verse for y'all to, to chew on. And really reflect, just truly know and recognize within yourself that, man, it's it really is all about Jesus, and it's all about God. And yes, he loves me. Yes, all these things that he does do for me yeah, and meets me and all this stuff. But truly, just be amazed at how graceful he is mm-hmm. every day. Yep. For you. Um, over and over again, never lose sight of it. It is something that we always need to keep close to our hearts because it's the gasoline in our tank. Yep. That's what we have to run on. Uh and if y'all uh y'all ain't struggling in this life <laughs> or seeing how hard life can be, then yeah. I guess you're doing better than both of us. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. We definitely talk about how much we need this all the time. Yeah. And it's a great refresher every freaking day. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Full Scope. Our hope is that this show pushes you to run after Jesus in deeper ways and challenges the way that you choose to do your life with God. If you enjoy the show, we would love for you to go to our page on whatever platform you're listening on, scroll to the bottom, give us a rating and a review, and we'd love to hear some feedback on how this show is impacting you. Once again, Thank y'all for your support of the show. We couldn't do this without y'all, so stay tuned for more episodes.